0: Yes, hour number two. Just let that Curtis Mayfield wash over you. We hope you are cool and dry and safe and sound today. Hope that heat's not doing too much to you. We roll through July. We are 40 days away from Texas and Rice. NFL's first game 45 days away and 48 days from now is the first NFL Sunday we are closing in it's Chad and Zay on this Monday I'm Chad Hastings he is Isaiah Collier coming up at 1:30, your all flex watch list starts with the offensive and defensive line we always like to start with the blood and guts the guys that really get the job done the blocking and the tackling we will get to that speaking of blocking and tackling we'll talk about some of that 40 days away and some other Longhorn issues with our man Joe Cook. We do it every Monday about this time. This will be the last Monday edition, so soak it up while it's here. Joe Cook, Inside Texas, on 3.com, at Joseph Cook 89 on Twitter. Joe, how are you? Doing
1: great, guys. Thanks for having me on.
0: Man, thank you so much, as always. Um, lots of Lots of Longhorn stuff out there. Let me start with the good recruiting news of late last week. Uh, I love a good defensive tackle, and uh, sounds like DeAndre Robinson's a pretty damn good one out of Florida. Four-star guy, six five two ninety is what I'm seeing here. Um, what do you like about this move for Sarkeesian, If I'm counting right, the second D tackle in this 24 class.
1: Yeah, it's a big position of need for Texas. You know, they only took one uh, in the 2023 cycle, and Sadir Mitchell. So. Uh, heading into the league, they're heading in. They definitely needed to bulk up and and get some more numbers on de- on the defensive line. And Dontre Robinson uh, definitely helps in that regard. Um, definitely someone who is uh, was prioritized by multiple programs, namely Texas and Florida. Uh, at, like someone who is ranked higher than a lot of the services have them. I know. I think On3 has him as a four star. Uh, most others have a, have him as a three star, but when you're six three and a half and two hundred ninety five plus pounds, probably even more than that, uh, and you're at a position of need from Texas, it, it makes you more valuable to the schools recruiting you than maybe what the services may recognize. So, plus you're going into Orlando, which is more or less Gators territory, and you're getting a guy out of Gators territory and taking them to Austin. So, big win for Bo Davis. Uh, There's they're still after they're, they are still after. Several other defensive tackles in this cycle. Uh, that's a that's a position group along with defensive end that they're trying to throw some numbers at, throw some quality at, and uh, John Terry Robinson's just the next step in that uh, that part.
2: Joe, last week, Bucky Gobble and I talked to you when you are up there at SEC Media Days in Nashville. On the first day, now that it's over with and you're back home and stuff, what did you take away from the whole course of SEC Media Day with Texas coming in? What's that vibe and how are you treated up there?
1: It was great. Um, a lot of curiosity uh, from, from some you know, other media outlets and, and things like that about what Texas and the sec is going to look like and including Oklahoma, but kind of like I mentioned to you and Buck, uh, that a lot of the people there, they're, they're, they're kind of were reminded that Texas is joining the league next year. Uh, they, you know, they've got, if you're a South Carolina fan, you're focused on seeing what Spencer Rattler can do in his senior year. And if you're a, a Georgia fan, you're trying to see like what a three peat looks like that there wasn't, you know, there was interest, but there's still, and you even saw some, some comments from, uh, from Lane Kiffin about uh, Sarkisian and talking about how this is kind of like the NFL. They don't need to go to the NFL because their schedule kind of looks like one uh, kind of said jokingly. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's the thing. There was some curiosity and I think uh, they're, they're excited for the league to expand, especially in the current era of college football. But uh, most of those teams, pretty much all those teams have a lot on their plate uh, this, this coming season. But I bet, you know, about, this time next year, or maybe even after the uh, you know spring practices, when it starts getting to be really preview time, that's when a lot of these different places, different teams, are going to be focusing in on what Texas has to offer. But I didn't get to talk to very many Bama people uh, that, but they have a little bit more of a more of an interest in what Texas looks like. I didn't get to really feel that. Didn't get to. Didn't stay long enough to get that sense, but I I know just from working with some of the people at ON3 and even some other connections that Ah, uh, the Bama, the Bama crowd is definitely a little bit interested in seeing what Texas has to offer.
0: Yeah, I was just about to say, Joe, I'm surprised. Like a somebody in a houndstooth coat didn't like grab you, throw you against a wall in the hotel. Like, okay, man, give me, tell me about Quinn Ewers. Well, what's going on? Like uh, that, there may be a little nervousness about September 9th. Not that Bama fans ever really get nervous, but they have to at least have enough respect for what Texas and Sark could be bringing in that they'd want to know, right?
1: yeah absolutely. but that the part of that was because I don't think Bama went until Wednesday. And uh, okay. my flight out was on Tuesday. so I, got you. Um, I, I know I think I think uh, Saban may have mentioned it. He, and in fact, I know he did. He said, you know they expect Texas to bring an outstanding team to Tuscaloosa. and uh, Saban's not one to you know mince words whenever he says something. there's I typically take it to mean that there's there's some reason behind it. Um, and that reason behind him saying Texas has an outstanding team is probably because he believes it and probably because he has a respect for Steve Sarkeesian, but uh, he's trying to have a more outstanding team uh, come September 9th in Tuscaloosa.
2: Joe, going back to campus with this Texas football team. At this point, you're starting to hear a lot from the freshmen. You know, you heard Sark at Big 12 Media Day talk about Anthony Hill and how uh, much of an impact he's going to be at rushing the quarterback. You've been hearing about Jonte Cook looking like Xavier Worthy's doppelganger. Like it's you're hearing a lot of things about these freshmen, which you should because you know the highly talented, very good recruiting class. But other than those two guys I just named, are there any other freshmen making? the impact where you're going to see them get a lot of minutes the first few weeks of the season
1: you know I think what everybody wants to know about is, is CJ Baxter um, and I think he's going to make some contributions this year but I, I think it's also a, a case where he's got to adjust to the college game and get used to and I know I've repeated this a ton get used to running behind zone blocking uh, if you watch his highlights it is just basically he's falling alignment in a lot of them and you know that's there's no problem with that, but it's with, with Steve Sarkeesian and that run game, uh, you've got to be able to uh, run behind a variety of different schemes, and that's something that Baxter apparently has done uh, acclimated himself pretty well with, uh, but it's something to continue to monitor over the course of um, over fall camp. Trying to think of some other guys, you know, just because of uh, – I, I would keep an eye at corner um, at, with Malik Muhammad. Uh, I know the field corner battle is somewhat is probably uh, thought to be uh, Terrence Brooks and and Gavin Holmes, a sophomore out of uh, Little Elm and the Wake Forest transfer. But Malik Muhammad is a guy who has the to where he could probably be serviceable if at the very least this year, uh, if he if he was needed. I would expect for him to see some conventional down snaps. I'd expect for him to probably be a pretty significant names day on special teams but he's someone who's got the skill set uh early on to be able to contribute early uh, in addition to some of the you know like the guys you mentioned with with john tay and anthony hill
0: Talking with Joe Cook inside Texas on 3.com. Joe, back to the recruiting world. Uh, the bad news for Texas fans over the weekend was Corian Gibson picking a different shade of orange. Can't forget about Dabo in the recruiting world. Uh, Corian Gibson out of Lancaster picks D- uh, picks Dabo and Clemson over Texas. How big a deal was that for Texas? How big a loss is that if he sticks with Clemson? And then how much more important does a name like, is it Kobe Black or. Do I have that name right? Is it? I know the last name is Black. I may have the first name wrong. But how important yeah. does does that recruitment become because of this?
1: Yeah, a little bit of a reminder that Clemson is still a program that's tough to recruit against on the trail. And uh, Corian, uh, you know that that was his pick. He, I think he throughout the process kind of mentioned Clemson as a as a dream school. And uh, Clemson always seems to get one from Texas. So this was their one this year. Uh, the Longhorns, Kobe Black, is, Texas is still in a good shape with him, but he's someone who's going to maybe take his recruitment a little bit further into the season, got some season official visits planned out. Um, they do play different positions. Corian, at least at Texas, is probably more in line to be a safety. Uh, he, he has you know great straight-line speed, but that's probably the position he would have been at. Kobe Black, uh, the, the sell that Texas is giving to him is that he can, you know, step in and and compete for what Ryan Watts' job is over on the boundary? Should he go to Texas? So uh, that one's important just because it's a top recruit, uh, five star from within your state lines. Uh, schools from all over are trying to come in and get him. But uh, and, and of course he's got some connections to Oklahoma State. They don't seem like they'll be a factor. It looks like it's going to be a And and LSU who Texas battles most as far as safety. Uh, that's the, you know, since I was positioned, Corey and black was at Texas already has Jordan Johnson, Rubell from the IMG Academy out in Florida, originally from the Fort Worth area. Uh, he's one of the safety guys that they like. Um, another one that they, they could start looking uh, that, that they've looked hard at, but, uh, could see some renewed attention toward is, is Joshua Lair from the Houston area. Uh, a little bit more of a thumper than someone who'll run and, and cover like, uh, Gibson was, but someone that, uh, inside Texas is definitely keeping an eye on and, and, and we'll see what, what Texas news are with him in the coming weeks.
2: Joe, let's talk a little bit about the guys who have had injury issues over the previous season or seasons, like Jalen Catalon. You haven't heard much about him, and I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Sometimes that's a good thing when you don't hear about somebody staying low-key and just doing their job. But where is he at? Also, Isaiah Nayor, I just saw in one of the social media posts for Texas football, one of the pictures where they're running in the sand, Isaiah Nayor had no knee brace on, so that's big time mm-hmm. in my opinion, and then also Jalen Gilbo, who got hurt last year, that's still dealing with that leg injury. How are all three of those guys coming into this year?
1: Yeah, with, with Catalan, uh, I go back to what I heard from from Jade Barron at Big 12 Media Days, and that uh, he said, you're going to see the best version of Jalen Catalan this year, so that means to me that uh, he's seen enough of Jalen Catalan over the last you know, few weeks and months to, to think that he's going to be ready. I know he was out for most of spring, or limited at the very least. Uh, I remember Steve Sarkeesian said they, they cleaned something up. I'm assuming that's a shoulder. Stark didn't get specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what else it could have been, though. Uh, but he's he's an important player, and, and I it makes sense that they can do that because uh, Catalan's play is a little bit more of a known commodity and uh, that's someone who you you want to be able to keep on the field um, if if you think that he's a better option, of course, than someone like Keaton Crawford and Michael Taft, Isaiah Nayor, I'm with you guys, seeing him run without the brace. You know, maybe that was just for that five minute stretch of workouts, but that means that they trust him enough. And I bet it was more than that, but that means they trust him enough and trust his rehab enough to uh, be able to do things like that. Um, he may start out the spring, or excuse me, start out the fall, maybe with that no-touch jersey on. But I bet he's someone who Texas is expected, uh, who Texas expects to be ready uh, at the beginning of the the season. Um, and then Jalen Gilbo, uh, you know, I, we I haven't checked on that one in a while, but I would assume I, I, that he's uh, going to be ready to to roll. And uh, you know, if not, that that's a place where. Today, Barron has pretty much locked down uh, at that star position, and that Austin Jordan has provided some good play as well. So uh, we'll, we'll see. That's one I'm, I'm a little in the dark on, but uh, so far we haven't heard anything about setbacks or anything like that. I don't think Steve Sarkeesian gave any negative update at Big 12 Media Days.
0: Just one more from me, Joe. A lot of talk about the young guys on this team, and rightly so. Uh, but give me a junior or senior you're really pumped about, either side of the ball, a guy that's had experience, but that you want to see take that next step. That you're pumped about checking out in 40 days.
1: Hmm. Man, that's a that's a good one. Uh, you know, I've been a big Ryan Watts fan mm. uh, since he stepped on campus, and even going back to when he was in high school. Um, I think he's someone that at the boundary position he's not going to be able to turn and burn with every receiver, but he's the type of cornerback that if he gets physical with you, uh, he can redirect you. He's got real long arms. He's, you know, I, he looks like a guy who could play linebacker, maybe a little bit or something in the box, like a safety, but he's out there playing corner. He does it really well. And I think another aspect of that is when you're the boundary corner, that means you're a little bit closer to line of scrimmage. If there's an outside run heading your direction, you got to be able to to get in there. And I think he's really good at that. So, um, I, I really like the what um, what he's able to provide at that boundary cor- corner position. Uh, I think his play was a little bit underrated last year, and you even saw when he left the field, he had that injury. I think he may have popped his shoulder out. Can't remember. If, I think it was Oklahoma State game. You saw how that injury affected how Texas played. So he's an important one. Um, and then you know, thinking about offense, it's hard for me not to be excited about Christian Jones. I think after what we mm-hmm. saw last year from him. And Kelvin Banks, uh, you know, he, he's someone who I, I think would have been an undrafted free agent uh, this past year, maybe snuck into the later rounds. But if he can put together another season like the one he had, that's that's someone who I, I would expect to hear his name called uh, in the NFL draft next year because that's two seasons of high-level play. Uh, teams are going to be paying attention to Kelvin Banks, of course, but they'll probably look over and see uh, number 70 holding his own and doing more than that. Um, as this, the, as the year goes on, I have a memory of him, you know, everybody remembers Roshan Johnson hurtling that guy, uh, that Baylor defender in the last game of the year. Well, part of the reason that play happened was because, uh, Christian Jones was escorting a Baylor defender basically from his own 15 yard line to where Bebo is. So that was, uh, that was a play that stuck out to me. And uh, I'd like to see more of that from him this year. And it'll be important with, uh, what we expect to be a, a, an emphasis on passing with, with Quinn Ewers and, you know, no Bijan and no Roshan on the roster.
0: Yeah, that's good calls. Joe Cook, inside Texas on 3com If you're on Twitter, at josephcook89 there on Twitter. Joe, we always appreciate the time. Brother, we will hit you next Tuesday on the last show. We'll talk to you one more time before this thing ends. How about that?
1: Sounds good, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you,
0: man. Thanks, Joe. Joe Cook, Inside Texas on 3.com. Zay, real quick before the break, give me a junior or senior you're pumped about today. Who are you excited um,
2: about? A junior, I would say Jayla Ford. that's a great one. Junior, senior. He's probably senior. He's a a senior. Yeah, yeah. That's a great one. Yeah, I think he's a little heated that he got hosed for Defensive Player of the Year and all those double-digit tackles that he had. I'm expecting that this year. I expect him to be a very high draft pick, probably somewhere in second, maybe third round. We know linebackers don't get that value on the defensive side. They're kind of like the running back when it comes to the defensive side of the NFL. But, yeah, Jalen Ford, I think he's going to have another huge year and – On the offensive side, Um, I would say Jordan Winnington. Yep, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Jordan Winnington. No doubt. He came back for a reason. I just saw his post on social media. He's hanging out with Bevo today, so you know that relationship. Big reason why he came back, because of Bevo. Shout out to our mascot. I love how much he loves Bevo. Oh, he loves that guy. I love it. I love like, it. So, yeah, I expect him to have a big year. And for all the weapons that you have in the wide receiver room, he should be even more open than he was last year. Hopefully Sark and Quinn Ewers can find ways to give him the ball more. And if they do, then that means a lot of good things for the Horns.
0: If I was a Longhorn fan, I'd be looking for a guy to make me, ha- make me feel good about maybe transitioning towards the SEC experience guy that shows me he's a badass but makes me think, oh, maybe we are recruiting the type of guy. Mine is Sweat. To Vondre Sweat. Okay. I want to see that development right in the middle because if you do not have badass D-tackles and going back to this kid in Florida and Robinson and these other guys, if you don't have badass D-tackles, Joe just said it, you're going nowhere in the SEC. So those guys are, are really, really important. I'm going to watch Tavondre sweat in 40 days and see what he's looking like against Rice. Obviously, a lot of talent on this team. We'll be talking about it as we get closer to the season. Thanks to Joe for his time. So next week, next Monday, as we talked about, Zay and I are both off next Monday to deal with uh, a couple of uh, – per- well, mine's a personal issue. I don't even – I'm not even sure what yours is, so I haven't even asked that question. I'm just just, out. You're just out. You're just taking. He had some time. He was already taken. Zay's gonna take a long weekend this Friday and next Monday. I got to deal with a personal issue next Monday. uh, So we're gonna have uh, our. Man, Ty Henderson, and going to have Jacob Standard in here uh, next Monday. So we thought we would move Joe. We want to talk to Joe one more time before the show's done. So next Tuesday it'll probably be two o five, but we'll let you know for sure. We're going to talk to Joe. We're going to see if we can move his inside Texas uh, partner, Justin Wells, over to a Tuesday show for the last one. And Zay, I've gotten confirmation today. That Brian Jones of CBS Sports may talk to us on the last show. Oh, that's big time. B Jones. Rule number one with Brian Jones is I'm not allowed to speak with him until August. But I reached out on special circumstances, and he said he's got us. There we go. So we're going to figure out the time for Brian Jones next Tuesday.
2: By the way. Ty Henderson filled in for you on Friday, did a great job. Ty does great work here at the Horn, love that guy, even though he's a Westlaker, and Mm. we definitely talked about that during the show. I bet you did. Um, Make you feel old, Chad? This dude didn't know what In Living Color was. Not the band, the show. Oh my God. (laughs) Didn't even know no it clue? existed.
0: No clue. Does he know who Jim Carrey is? Does he know uh, who barely. the Wayans are? Does I he know- don't
2: think he knows the Wayans.
0: If Damon Wayans walked in this building, would Ty Henderson even know it? Nope. Hey, who's that guy?
2: What you thinking? Who's nope. that guy? He really? would probably think it was Ray who works in the building. <laughs> Ray looks a lot like David Waynes. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. I'm glad you mentioned that show because I can say happy birthday to a former fly girl today. J-Lo's 54. Jeannie from the block. Today. Today, 54 for J-Lo. Still looking like that at 54 years old. Yeah, she's incredible. Unreal. Yeah, shout out to Ty Henderson. He'll be, again, a part of the Friday and Monday shows coming up uh, to help fill in for Zay and myself. We appreciate that. We appreciate Joe Cook for doing the Monday uh, interview with us all throughout uh, the last year or so. Up next, let's get you a flex segment, and we will talk blocking and tackling offensive and defensive linemen for the all-flex watch list. That's how we. We will crank that up. Zay's got Where We At in Society coming up at 145. And trust me, you're going to want to be around at 2 o'clock because Zay and I are going to tell you why an FCS football program has shut down operations for a while because they have to do an investigation and it's kind of awesome and kind of sad. That's coming up on The Horn. Chad and Zay. Well, oh, this sounds like something I should like. This just has guitar all over it. And it's kind of got a little bit of Eddie to it. Is it Van Halen? Yep. Yeah. And there's Dave. Okay. I'm not familiar with the song, though. What's it called? On Fire. Okay. On Fire. Yeah, sometimes that guitar sound is only one man. And there's only one Diamond Dave, so this sounds like Prime Dave before he went crazy. Van Halen, cheap trick, and the Clash to get us started today. We hope you are having a great Monday. Um, Lots of stuff football-wise going on over the weekend. We have not mentioned it yet, but congrats to Brian Harmon, the winner of the Open. I watched the final round yesterday from Royal Royal Liverpool. Zay, he kicked some ass yesterday. He went minus 13 in a pouring rain in Liverpool. It never stopped raining. And I mean, at at times it just felt like it was pouring on those guys, but he dealt with it. He stretched his lead when he needed to. He knocked down big putts. He had the fewest putts ever in the Open. Ever. More than anyone. Think of anybody that's ever won the British Open. Tiger and Phil and all. Jack, he had less putts than all of them. With the rain with that rain that's wild he was amazing cool story a georgia bulldog 36 years old and he just never had gotten to the finish line he'd had i think i heard 29 top 10s and he just hadn't gotten over the hump Certainly at a major, and now he's won a
2: major. So good for him. Yeah. Congrats, man. That's absolutely big time. I mean, that's doing it in the rain. You named off the legends that have won the open. Like, that's pretty crazy.
0: That tournament is always cool to me because you can always get those extremes. You can get super dry conditions on those Lynx courses that makes it tough, or you can get that where you got to go rain suit. Dude, they had the big golf umbrella. He had, I swear, he had five to eight gloves. Hanging off the inside just to keep it dry. So he had all those different gloves to put on just to try to keep it dry. And right. a towel's hanging in the middle. And so he and the caddy are just trying to keep everything dry the whole day. And it's six hours that you're walking through all of that crap. Yeah. And you got people. And by the way, the locals did not want him to win. The locals were mouthing off the whole day. They're rooting for Rory to come get him. They're rooting for Cameron Young, or they're rooting for other guys to come get him. Uh, Fleetwood, one of their guys, to come get him. Dude, Zay, uh, at one point, like the whole four or five, he walks off the green, and a fan says to him, you don't have the stones to finish. And he said that's the motivation he carried with him the rest of the day. Locked in. He's like, yeah, I'm going to show you.
2: I love that stuff. And he did.
0: And they did. They booed him. They cheered the other guys more. And they didn't really start loving him until they realized it on about 16, 17. We're like, well, yeah, nobody's catching Ooh. him. So now we got to cheer for him. Oh, I wouldn't even want that love. Extra test, man. When you yeah. can win it in somebody else's house like that. I get why they're rooting for the British guys and the European guys, but, yeah, they, they were on him a little hard, but he didn't care. Brian Harmon got it done. That was very, very cool. He's only the third left-handed player to win at the Open. He's only the fifth left-handed guy to win a major ever. Think about that. Five left-handed guys have won a major, period, in golf. That's crazy. Yeah. Him, Weir, Phil, Bubba, Bubba. Bubba and some dude in the back in the day I don't recognize his name. Yeah. That, that's it. That's crazy. That's pretty wild. Crazy stuff. Congrats to him. All right, speaking of congrats, we got to throw some congrats to some uh, local products in a Flex segment. Let's talk watch list. Here we go. Flex ATX. For the best high school sports coverage, listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by... Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit BrainVault.com and join the movement. Alright, this is so up to date. We are adding an offensive lineman like in the last few minutes that um, ha- has been thrown in there. So, we're going to give all these guys their love. The All Flex Watch List coming out this week. and we start with offensive and defensive line. Again, these are the guys that the Flex crew thinks you got to be paying attention to. Headed into the season. Not all seniors, obviously a lot of them seniors, but you got some juniors and even sophomores mixed in this year. Let's start on the offensive line side. A name we've mentioned before, big Blake Frazier at Vandegrift. He is the guy that, you know, son of the Michigan offensive lineman, and he's going to be a Michigan offensive lineman if that uh, commitment holds. He's got 24 offers, four star guy. So Blake Frazier heads up the list. Uh, these are in no particular order, but Blake Frazier is certainly a badass. That Vandegrift team should be interesting this year. Also Easy Orotokai out of Lake Travis a name we have mentioned. He is uh, on the all flex watch list. Judson Cook out of McNeil. Shout out to the Maverick. Tyler Knapp from Westlake. One of the big dogs over at Westlake. Class of 24 on the O-line. Over in Round Rock of course his team won the 7-on-7. Seven seven. Luke was not part of that but he'll be a part of it when when the season comes around. Luke Miller of Round Rock, uh, the big tackle. He is on the uh, all-flex list. Also, McCander Evans from Drip. And as long as we're talking about Drip, we are adding a Drip name. Congrats also to Jacob Pontone, Class of 24. He gets added to that offensive line list. Uh, also, Gage Garrison of Vandegrift, back to the Vipers. Uh, over to Glenn with Cameron Morrison. Joel Pozos uh, or Pazos of Austin High. Class of 25 there, so you're talking about a junior uh, at center. Ryan Casimir at Leander. Uh, Ori Williams of San Marcos. Watch out for the Rattlers this year. The Weiss Wolves also could be pretty damn good. And Gerald Mays is a name we keep hearing, and he's a young one. youngster, sophomore, but Gerald Mays is a badass. Also, Michael Uini. We've told you that name out of Copper's Cove. I believe he just chose Georgia to let you know what kind of commit he is. Everybody and their mama wanted him. He's picked Georgia right now uh, and we'll see what his senior year looks like. Preston Honeycut from Huddo is another guy we've seen lifting weights on those flex videos. Preston's been getting it done. Also, Jackson Key of Dripping Springs and finally, Caden Romo of Wimberley. Congrats to all those offensive linemen and another name I'll throw in, Zay. I'm going to mention coming up here in just a second. I'll mention the name Jacob Henry, but don't forget about Jacob Henry as an offensive lineman. He's at Vandegrift this year. I've seen a little video, courtesy of his dad, the world's strongest man, and he uh, looks like he's going to push folks around pretty good on that offensive side, too.
2: Yeah, man. He's a all-state wrestler, so yeah. I expect him to be a pretty good offensive lineman.
0: Yeah, but you could understand why he wouldn't be on the watch list for offensive line since we haven't seen him do that yet. Right. He hasn't really done it uh, at the high school level. He has been on the defensive side, and that's where he'll end up uh, as far as the All Flex watch list. Let's go defensive line, the ones trying to disrupt it. If you haven't checked out the Dickey brothers out in Crockett, they are wrecking shop, and Caleb Dickey is the defensive end out there. First team All-District last year. He's class of 25. These are young guys, too, uh, coming through at Crockett. They had a historic year last year. They're going to try to keep going this year. Also, Jonah Collis of Cedar Ridge, the D-end. How about Caden D? of Vista Ridge. Oh, I know the jokes are flying in that locker room with that name. Uh, Chima Onyejeka of Stony Point. I hope I got close to that one, Chima. Uh, Also, the Gus Bus is on the list. Gustavo, Gus Bus, Cordova of Lake Travis. Love that name. 2022 defensive newcomer MVP for the Cavs. Then you got Jacob Henry of Vandergriff. We mentioned him. Uh, He was first team All-District last year. Zay, one of our favorites, Thompson Vickery
2: of Drip. What what position do we got on that? Because we really don't know. Technically, there's not one listed here. <laughs> D- D-Line is what we're going to call him. All it. right. We're going to call
0: Mr. Right. Vickery D-Line. Uh, he was first-team all-district last year, and he's a badass. If you get to watch Drip this year, Vickery's fun to watch. Uh, also on the defensive line, all-flex watch list, Elijah Gonzalez of Drip on that defensive line. I remember watching him a little bit last year, too. Chad O'Tutu, if you know the Weiss Wolves, you know that name. Big D-tackle right in the middle, and a lot of schools are interested in O'Tutu. Michael Vanessa. Lenta. Of uh, Valente of Georgetown. The defensive tackle is on the list. Joe Weiss of Leander, as well as Caleb Castro of Cedar Park. So congrats to all those young men for getting on the all-flex watch list. We will be uh, getting the different positions out throughout the week. Today is offensive and defensive line. Tomorrow, we will hit the specialist. 7 a.m. tomorrow. You can check online at flexatx.com and also at Flex ATX on your socials. Kickers at 7 a.m., punters at 8 a.m., long snappers at 9, and return specialists at 10 a.m. We've told you all the way down to to all those specialized positions, the special teamers and long snappers and everything, going to get their love as well. And we do the flex segment every day at 1.30. So all flex watch list out this week. Congrats to everybody who makes that list. Coming up at 2.05, why a football team has to stop for a little bit to do an investigation. It is a story that sounds like we're making it up but we're not up next where are we at in society we'll see what zay wants to talk about to lead us into that we are having fun on a monday as always we're glad you're with us remember the specs text line is 337-3776 and this is the horn i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're hear us in conversation with business icons Oh, there he is. God, I miss him every time I hear his voice. Ronnie James Dio or Rainbow or something of the sort. Which one would it be? Or maybe Heaven and Hell or Black Sabbath? Black Sabbath. It's Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath. I got there eventually. Um, Yeah, he's the only guy that sings like that. So it's, it's him. A lot of projects for Ronnie James over the years. Uh, and he's the man that uh, gets the be- gets the biggest amount of credit for the Devil Horns hand sign at uh, at concert. So uh, rest in peace, and a big shout-out to Ronnie James. Black Sabbath, Va- Van Halen, Cheap Trick, and The Clash on the show today. By the way, on behalf of my daughter and all the fans of Harry Styles, I want to wish Harry just rest because the tour is finally over. He finished, Zay, with a over 100,000-person show in Italy, I think.
2: Jeez, Yeah,
0: over 100- 103,000 at the last show. I just hope he gets rest. He's been on tour like almost two years now. Just breathe, Harry, if you can, please. He's getting that bag, man. Go get some new tats or something, man. Uh, all right, so uh, hopefully you're out there seeing some cool concerts over the summer. That is always fun. Or seeing movies. I've been dogged on on the text line for seeing Barbie and not Oppenheimer. A lot of people say that Oppenheimer's great. Might have to well, go see it.
2: You have dollars. Or you have a dollar. Well, don't a say, don't say, don't make it oh, pearl. i sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Just one, man. I'm sorry. Excuse me. I yes. have a daughter. I have a daughter. And a wife yes. who was very nostalgic when it yeah. came to the no,
0: man, movie. man, I wanted to go see it. I'm like an hour and a half looking at Margot Robbie. Yeah. I, I can live with that. There were other beautiful women in the movie. I like Ryan Gosling. He was great. I mean, I felt like I needed to do some crunches a little bit when I look at Ryan Gosling. But other than that, he was awesome. It was a, It's a funny, silly little movie. There, it is
2: what it is. Was there any point of the movie? Because I obviously... Obviously, I have to ask this question for my benefit. Yes. That you thought the movie could have been rated R. Uh, <laughs> n- no. <laughs> I mean, come on. Not- Marco Robbie, Gosling. Not at all. Sex scene. Even just like, you know. There's probably a movie out there
0: that people could recommend for you with each of them in it where you could get that feeling. It's not Barbie. <sighs> that is not what's happening in this movie. Darn. Some double entendre. You know, a little bit of right, that. Right, A little dull humor. A little more of a, a fun way. Not the way you're thinking about it,
2: oh, though. Oh, man.
0: Um, all right, real quick, before we get to where we at in society, just an update. Um, seems like good news on some of these NFL injuries, Zay. C.J. Gardner Johnson got hurt. For the Lions, but they say he's going to be okay, right? The MR- yes. MRI was clean?
2: Yeah, yeah, he'll be all right. It's not as bad as everybody thought it was. That's good news. Kadarius Toney
0: got a little banged up at Chiefs camp, returning kicks, but they think he'll be ready for the start of the regular season. So that is good news. Biggest deal for the Chiefs is that Chris Jones is holding out. Yeah, that's a big problem. And he wants like 30000000 million, I'm reading today.
2: I mean, he's really good, but they uh, got a lot more than just him now. Hey, Uh, you know me. I'm a defensive guy,
0: so keep that in mind as I say this. I would quote KGB from Rounders and tell the Chiefs, pay that man his money. Pay him.
2: Wow, he's a lot younger than I thought. He's only 29. Pay
0: him. I think he's a huge key to why they've won two Super Bowls. You want to run it back? You really want a shot at this thing? You really want to try to be special and go back-to-back? I'd make sure that guy's in the middle of my defensive line.
2: Yeah, when you got to play Justin Herbert twice and Russell Wilson, now with Sean Payton twice, he is a big factor to getting those guys on the ground and clogging stuff up. Mm-hmm. So I get it; he's their anchor on the defensive end, and him wanting his money that might be a problem, but they'll work something
0: out. Yeah, I would think they they would. So NFL training camps opening this week. Cowboys will get it cranked up this week. That means sometime this week is that jerry jones stephen jones mike mccarthy press conference that makes no sense it should just be the head coach but it'll be the joneses there too because that's what they love to do so i don't know if that's today or i think that's tomorrow right we get jerry i think it's the presser tomorrow yeah usually it's tuesday yeah so it'll be tomorrow all the jokes will be set up for wednesday with all the silly things jerry says because nobody wants to take grandpa's keys 48 days from first sunday which does involve the cowboys all right zay let's go where we at in society and jump into it here
2: Where are we at in society today? All
0: right. Did you send me something on Twitter, or what do I need to do? Yeah, I
2: did. Yeah, go on Twitter. We had two NBA weddings, two Yeah, perennial all-star guys got married this past weekend, I think on the same day. Okay. I'm going to break down both weddings, and at the end, you're going to decide which one you would rather attend. All right. All right. So, Trey Young got married. Okay. And Joel Embiid got married. All right. Ice Trey and Embiid. Yeah. Now... At Joel Embiid's wedding, mm-hmm. he had the legendary Brian McKnight Ooh, perform Wow. his classic Back at One. <laughs> One, you're like a dream come true. Two, oh. just want to be with you. Get Three. your Kleenex ready. Yeah, come on. It's hard to beat. While the Norman Fool, Trey Young, you know who he had perform, Chad? Uh, Toby <sighs> Keith. No. Uh, who? Quavo from the Migos. <laughs> like, see, this is what I'm talking about. Y'all always act like, oh, Zay, I get it. You're a Texas fan. Why do you hate on Norman so much? Because they do idiotic things. Trey Young, this is one of the most special moments in your wife's life. It ain't even about you, bruh. Like, when everybody says, you know, that's why they say, what, good luck to the wife and congratulations to the groom. It ain't about you. <laughs> It ain't. So when you decided to bring in Quavo of the Migos, at least bring in the whole Migos. I know Takeoff's not, no longer with us, but at least bring in Offset. You just got Quavo performing by himself, and it's supposed to be romantic. You don't want to hear nobody, oh, I'm dropping that bag. Yeah, I'm drumming the bag. Yeah, we run in the bag. Yeah, we up in the trap in the mud. Yeah, I don't want to hear that at my wedding. They, a- might,
0: they might have a love song you don't know about. Oh,
2: no, nah, man. Does
0: he have a solo record with some love songs, baby? <laughs>
2: Like, we're not trying to hear my wife's bad and bougie. Like, that's not where it's mm. at. You know what I'm saying? Like, I if you're going to have somebody perform, if you're going to pay all that money, which I get it, Trey Young, you play in Atlanta, Quavo's from Atlanta, y'all are tight. But Joel Embiid, you knocked it out of the park, dog. You know how romantic that? N- oh, no, dude. not Not too many people can say Brian McKnight performed at my wedding his hit single... For our first dance.
0: Do you realize how many women got picked up at that wedding? I mean, just think about it. Weddings are supposed to be the place where you can, like, find a hookup, right? Find a hookup, find a relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got women in a room like that that are now warmed up by the the Brian McKnight? Not the song. The actual guy and the song. That had to be some reception. Yeah, I'm taking Embiid's. i That's yeah, easy. I'm going with the Embiid wedding, Zay, not only because the musical part you just brought up. I, I would just want to stand somewhere near his wife and continue to look at her. Both these women are beautiful, but holy mackerel. That still shot you sent me of Embiid and his wife, wow. Oh, yeah. She's incredible. Yeah. She's got that. It's almost like Chrissy Teigen and Kim Kardashian had a baby. Like that kind of super hot brunette combo. Yeah, Joel's doing well. She looks incredible. Now, the other, and the other woman's gorgeous too. The other woman's got, you know what? The other woman has a little bit of a Margot Robbie vibe on that profile okay a little bit of that kind of smile too I'm sure she is a beautiful woman as well but I'll go with uh yeah I'll go with Embiid there congrats to those two guys Zay my favorite comment on this tweet when I opened it up was somebody tweeted hopefully they enjoyed their first and last rings see that's that's rude you can't just let them get married you're, you're,
2: good God. Now, at Joel Embiid's wedding, you found a lot of Philadelphia 76ers. Tyrese Maxey was there. Tobias Harris was there. Uh-huh. James Harden was not. James Harden was seen partying this weekend somewhere in Texas because I saw him getting a whole bunch of Bun bees. Very new burger joint restaurant called Trill Trill Burgers, uh-huh. and James got like five of those from Bun, and he was like taking it over to his party in the VIP section. So he took the burgers to the strip club, the, or to I don't know just it's a, a, I think it's a club. a club. I think it's took okay. like a club or a party. Okay, or yeah, a party. All right. Yeah, but Bun B's burgers are just blown up in Houston right now. If you go to Houston, you have to have Bun B's, Trill Burgers. He's doing it out there. Nice. And people are also referring James Harden grabbing all those burgers because he's on his fat suit game once again.
0: Uh, you know how he gets, you right. know, Where how he, he starts he, eating, he, he bulks puff, up. He puffs up to make yeah. you think he doesn't care. <laughs> and then just when you think he's done, he gets himself into incredible shape. And then starts and then pours that, like forty five in and goes. I can't. What? I can't what's, be healthy. What's
2: going on? No, it can't. At this point of his career, like thirty three years old, James, he can't keep his weight can't keep fluctuating like that.
0: I wonder if he calls up like famous actors to get their thoughts on it. Like call up Tom Hanks, who did the Castaway thing, and Colonel Tom. He had to add some weight. Call up uh, our man, what's his name, Brendan Fraser. They they put Brendan in a fat suit, I think. Oh yeah, this this whale whale movie. That whale movie. But I think he also put some on for that. Call Robert De Niro, the most one of the most famous ones, right? With uh, was it Raging Bull or whatever, where he had to lose a lot of weight. Just call people like that up. Maybe find out how they do it.
2: I mean, hey, that's acting though. Playing the eighty-two game season, then trying to win a championship at the end. Not the same, but, yeah, hit them up. Maybe get some game from those guys. I, could I ju- don't know. I could
0: just see James Harden hitting the drive through. Yep, we're in Operation <laughs> Round Ball right now, if you know what I mean. It's round James on the way. Uh, so he did not attend Joel Embiid's wedding. That shocks me. Absolutely shocked. The kind of teammate that I thought he was, Zay, I really thought he would be there. Not really. Yeah, that's a shame. I did not think he would be there. If you tell me Dr. J was there, I'd actually believe that. Dr. J would be that classy to say, yeah, you know what, he's a stud sixer now. If he invites me, I'll go. Right. I'll go. Um, Now,
2: Dr. J would definitely pull a Bucky Gobble at my wedding and leave before the food was even served. (laughs) You think so? Yes. Irish goodbye, his way out. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Is Dr. J still here? Hell
0: no. He's gone. (laughs) Long time ago. All right, 2 o'clock hour coming up. You think that's a crazy story about a couple of weddings? Wait till you hear this one. The Florida A&M football team has had to stop their activities because they have to do an investigation of what happened in the locker room. We'll tell you what happened next on The Horn.